Welcome to the latest podcast from the Plastic Surgery Journal Club. Each month we review an appraiser journal article, typically from PRS, and summarize it for you in this podcast. The full journal can be obtained from the PRS website. Hi everyone, welcome back to the October 2017 Plastic and Reconstructive Surgery Journal Club coming to you from St Vincent's Hospital in Sydney, Australia. I'm here with Constant Van Sharkfight. My name is Damien Marucci and we are talking about a paper published in the October PRS by Locke Wilkinson et al. Uh, breast implant associated anaplastic large cell lymphoma in Australia and New Zealand. High surface area textured implants are associated with increased risk. And we're honoured to have uh, Professor Arnand Deva um, attend the Journal Club this evening and uh, join us in the, in the discussion of this paper. So Con, what was this paper about in a nutshell? So uh, this paper was looking at the association between uh, breast implants and breast implant associated ALCL and uh, it is trying to capture the incidence, the true incidence of this uh, phenomenon in Australia. Um, So they basically sent out uh, a call to all clinicians in Australia uh, to report any cases of breast implant associated ALCL in Australia and New Zealand between uh, 2007 and August 2016. They, uh, They used that data to compare them with uh, the actual sales data for manufacturers in the whole region uh, and to identify the incidence of, uh, of this disease, um, but also then to look at these implants and see if there are any factors that might predispose or give higher risk to development of uh, breast implant associated ALCL. Um, so what they looked at when they uh, did some measures was to see what the surface area of various te- textured implants are. They used laser scanning microscopes and scanning electron microscopes and then uh, reconstructed a 3D image uh, using computer software to find the true surface area of these implants. Uh, they found sales data through the manufacturers and then uh, a lot of descriptive data uh, of each patient, their journey and the history of these implants. Um, What they found was uh, that there were 55 breast implant associated uh, ALCL patients between 2007 and 2016 identified from this study. Um, In this cohort there were 75 implant pairs deployed, Um, 11 women had multiple implant exposures and the mean age uh, of patients were 47 and ranged between 22 and 69. Uh, the mean time to development of breast implant associated ALCL was seven and a half years or 7.46 years, but uh, could range from 0.2 to 27 years. 70% of the implants were cosmetic and 30% were reconstructive. All samples taken from breast stroma fluid was CD30 positive and ALK negative. Um, and the large majority of these patients, 93% of the cohort, were alive, well, and disease-free at the conclusion of the study. There were four deaths during, the, um, uh, during this um, analysis. Two were due to obstructive uh, respiratory fa- failure after mediastinal metastases, and two were due to treatment complications. Um, interestingly, um, all cases were associated with textured implants. Um, the higher surface area was directly proportional to a higher incidence of breast implant associated ALCL. So there were three um, manufacturers that were mainly analysed. Uh, there was Silimed, who used the polyurethane, um, Biocell and Siltex. 
uh, and in that order they they had a descending um, uh, sort of descending surface area right and so uh, in in the study then they found that the um, the highest uh, incidence rate was uh, one in 3,817 uh, 3, cases, and uh, this was for the biocell implant, which had a higher, <coughs> second highest surface area. Um, and then uh, descending down from that, the mentor implant had the lowest surface area of the textured implants and had an instance rate of 60, uh, 1 in 60,000. Yeah. Um, so this uh, study basically shows that the incidence is actually much higher than previously thought. Um, uh, it shows that increased surface area is directly associated with increased risk of uh, ALCL. And uh, the authors go on to postulate that this may be related to uh, the increased surface area actually being able to harbour bio bacterial biofilms more. And over time, this can uh, in interact with patient genetics yeah. uh, to increase T cell um, activation yeah. and progression to ALCL. So, I mean, the key thing to ALCO, as Professor Deaver said, was uh, uh, infection and then the inflammation, uh, then leading, when combined with genetics, uh, genetic predisposition, and time can in turn lead to ALCL. So there are a whole lot of really important things coming out of this paper. The first thing was that uh, the vast majority of cases, uh, the ALCL was uh, combined uh, purely to the seroma. Mm. So by removing the um, uh, uh, implant with the capsule essentially appears to cure the disease in these patients. Whether the uh, solid state disease or the disease which actually is in a nodular form is a different pathological entity to that more benign uh, late seroma where there is no ALCL in the capsule itself, it's only purely uh, located in the seroma fluid is something that further research is, is going on. Professor Deva was saying they're looking at um, uh, genetic studies. They're also looking at uh, whether there are disorders in uh, inflammatory pathways uh, which would uh, predispose patients to develop ALCL uh, once they have uh, the particular environmental trigger, in this case being the, uh, the biofilm. Mm. Um, one of the important graphs that was in the paper was <clears throat> showing how the incidence increases with time with the biocell or Allergan implants and showing that the polyurethane implants in Australia and New Zealand haven't been on the market for that long. And so we don't have that longer term data yet, but certainly looking at the trend line, comparing the polyurethane trend with the uh, biocell or, or uh, Allergan trend, one would expect that we do have uh, some more cases which will be coming from the polyurethane cohort in the coming years. Um, reassuringly, for those patients who have Mentor or Siltex uh, implants, is that there does not seem to be that same uh, increase um, of incidence uh, with time. Okay, this is obviously a very important area, uh, something which there will be uh, further discussion and uh, certainly Professor Deva's lab is doing a lot of research on. Um, this paper is a great one in the sense that it actually shows a differential between the different manufacturers or the different um, uh, uh, the different types of breast implants which are available. 
um, and uh, so I'm sure we'll uh, stir a lot of discussions amongst plastic surgeons. Mm, exactly. I think the author should be commended uh, on getting that data from the manufacturers. Uh, yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for listening. For more of our podcasts, head to soundcloud.com or subscribe to us on iTunes and search Plastic Surgery Journals. Remember Sitting to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Thanks also to PR's Journal Team for their ongoing support.